Let me share a story with you. It's called the Arizona real estate bubble. Yeah, the Arizona real estate bubble was a real estate bubble that happened here in Arizona in the early and mid 2020s. America in the 2020s was a period that was marked by rapid stock market expansion, rapidly rising home prices, heck, even record unemployment. As a result, you know, many Tucsons, you know, they just started to feel pretty confident about the way the real estate market had been going and the values that they'd been enjoying. Real estate values here in Tucson had recovered since the Great Recession of 2008. And as a matter of fact, disposable income had risen to an all-time high. Yes, and indeed, America was having a true renaissance in real estate values. No concern was given to any potential real estate bubble. I mean, after all, the fundamentals of real estate lending that had done so much damage in 2008 had, had been corrected, right? How Arizona's real estate bubble began, well, it, it began innocently enough. I mean, after the collapse of the lending institutions, the banks, and the other financial institutions in 2008, the real estate values here in Tucson, they had plummeted. And like many areas of the country, vacant homes stood silent here in the old Pueblo. Soon, banks were selling these homes to investors who had the cash to rehabilitate these properties. And what began as a rehab project quickly turned into rentals for many of these early investors. And because they were able to obtain them during the Great Recession, well, I mean, gosh, many of them got them during short sales and repossessions. I mean, they got them at discount prices. And as the market improved, and in the market, you know, the real estate market values improved, the, these homes were too valuable to sell. I mean, what was at first a, a market shortage of inventory quickly became a palpable demand for properties that just weren't for sale. It became common, really, for homeowners across Arizona to receive calls and texts from strangers asking them to buy their home unsolicited. I mean, pretty soon, intrepid, you know, soon uh, uh, entrepreneurs began seeing how quickly technology was advancing and, and, and changing the game. Soon, shifting technologies and tactics like buying houses with Bitcoin and closing real estate transactions with blockchain met with favorable Arizona law. PropTech Sandbox was soon on its way, and within a few months, companies like Opendoor, Offerpad, and Zillow were all getting into the home buying business. You know, it, it didn't really make any financial sense. I mean, companies like Zillow would lose 72 million United States dollars buying homes. Yet, the Arizona real estate market continued churning ahead. And, and even when residential appraisers across the, country, uh, across the country overwhelmingly warned the Consumer Financial Protection Board about the potential dangers of raising the, the minimum appraisal threshold, the FDIC voted to raise the appraisal requirement ceiling to $400,000. You know, 
While this didn't really seem that nefarious on its surface, many people didn't really consider the consequences of this at the time. I mean, after all, the median sale price of a home in Tucson was in the mid-200s. Who would need an appraisal? <laughs> Times were good, and prices were on the rise. Meanwhile, some intrepid investors who had lobbied Arizona state legislators for experimental and even more lenient laws, a.k.a. the PropTech Sandbox, were already at work creating their own mortgage companies. Soon, companies like Zillow Mortgage, Open Door Mortgage, and OfferPad Mortgage quickly spread. You know, a common misconception amongst the public is that the real estate brokerage is a financially solid investment and a good business model. <laughs> and to take it one step further and to create a large home buying apparatus nationally, well, it, it quickly became a, a disaster. Large companies like Zillow lost $72 million their first year while buying homes across America. However, it wasn't without a gain for a purpose. I mean, for everyone knows that the real money in real estate is made in writing the loan. Without necessity, or for that matter, the protection of an independent appraiser verifying the value, large iBuyer companies were able to purchase properties using algorithms that they themselves had created to determine values on homes that they themselves made offers on. And, and to further complicate matters, buyers could, uh, iBuyers could then sell those properties direct to home buyers with mortgages that they had themselves had created and underwritten with values that they themselves had created, with mortgages that nobody had appraised. <laughs> Thus, iBuyers began to answer a call for a less complicated, quicker real estate transaction. Both buying, rehabilitating, and then selling the home to new consumers while underwriting the loans they themselves had made, some without appraisals they themselves had legislated for. Technologies weren't what caused the real estate bubble, however, but it made an easier one and, and far more damaging one than we could have ever predicted. Now people wanted to know how Arizona's real estate bubble popped. You know, Although Zillow had been predicting that real estate values would turn and tumble in 2020, it was shortly thereafter that the values inevitably took their turn. Although liar loans had been a large player in 2008, they'd largely been eliminated from more trustworthy loans. However, Americans have short memories and even shorter pockets. Liar loans were back on the scene, and these stated income loans were being made feverishly. Just as in 2008, people paid more attention to easing credit standards than to whom the loans were being made to, or the ability for them to repay them. 
you know, traditionally, the five things that have caused a real estate bubble have, have really been tax policy, a, a, a low interest rates, tax or lax uh, lending standards, some speculative fever perhaps, and maybe even some low regulation. And in Arizona, the real estate bubble of 2020s, the signs were easy to see, but nobody was listening to the deafening roar of warning. Initially, it began with the Federal Reserve injecting over $203 million into the repo bond market. This act alone hadn't been done in 10 years, and by jumping into the financial markets, the Federal Reserve attempted to keep the interest rates from going higher. The question that seemed so obvious, yet no one seemed to ask, was plain. If we're having the best economy in 50 years, why does the Federal Reserve have to keep lowering the interest rates? What do they do when the market changes and they need to lower the interest rates to encourage people to buy? Frighteningly enough, nobody seemed to even care. The Federal Reserve kept injecting money into the markets in order to artificially keep them stable. And when it happened, people barely took notice. <laughs> in fact, people have been warned about rising their rising personal debt. Their local city, county, and state governments were already deeply in debt. And when the federal government took on responsibility for the student loan debt repayment, <sighs> events took a decidedly different course. Defaults began to skyrocket. With over 7 million Americans going into default on their loans, 20 million Americans had enough debt to significantly impact their ability to qualify for a house, a car, or even, in some cases, a job. Finally, the speculative fever that had gripped Arizona for well over 10 years had finally began to slow to a halt as millions of people were unable to qualify for loans without down payment assistance or, or seller financing. Homes that one time in Tucson sold in a matter of days with multiple offers now languished on the market for months on end. Many homeowners faced with the possibility of not being able to recoup what they had initially purchased their home for, just ended up giving up their homes back to the bank in foreclosure or steep discounts in a short sale. You know, the aftermath of this is, you know, this story itself obviously is fictional, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. Please keep in mind that this story is very similar to a story that happened in Florida about a hundred years ago. You know, we tend to think that we are immune from the same mistakes that they made in the past. However, by quickly reviewing the history of our predecessors, we can find important lessons and see where we are making the same mistakes. And one of the most important lessons that I have learned from this story is how history repeats itself. 
I have been an investing realtor and a broker here in town for over 23 years, and I have seen the market come and go. Trust me when I tell you, this market will change soon. With that in mind, what lessons can we learn? For one, if you have an unwanted home in the Tucson area, now is the time to sell it. Don't wait for some national event to cause values to go down and you to lose your opportunity to sell it at a premium. Regardless of your home's condition, this is the time to sell. If you've got an unwanted home here in Tucson and you'd like to sell it fast and without a hassle, then contact me today, 520-403-6227, and I'll give you a fast, fair, no obligation offer on your unwanted home or land. Thanks a lot, and have a great day. Bye-bye.